You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where every episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. Eurythmics, sweet dreams are made of this. On the line, I have Rob. Hey, I'm made of Rob. Uh, ben. <laughs> hey. And Kyle. Hiya, buddy. Sweet dreams are made of this is the second studio album by the British pop duo Eurythmics, released on the 4th of January 1983 on RCA Records. The producers were David A. Stewart, Adam Williams, Robert Crash, and the genre is synth pop and new wave. I'm going to read from the book Lewis Sergi. By marrying synth sounds with strong melodies and powerful vocal delivery, artsy post-punk popsters, guitarist David Stewart, and soulful tenor Annie Lennox effectively ended all the 80s electro-pop ripoffs. Although early singles failed to ignite the stunning title track with its thumping kick drum pulse and haunting hook became a worldwide smash. The groundbreaking video was crucial to its, its success, featuring an androgynous-looking Lennox in a severe orange crop and man's soup amid a field of cows. It was a clear subversion of the sexist, profit-driven culture of the 1980s. The effect was startling, rendering the shy but ballsy singer a cover star. The Eurythmics' concern for artistic control was reflected in the album sleeve with its DNA logo. Apart from its variety of musical styles... Uh, from the gutsy Sam and David cover Wrap It Up to the sublime This City, the album is notable for its emotional intensity. The distinct chilly Sweet Dreams was composed after the former lovers had an argument in the studio and were not talking to one another, while the video accompanying the poignant single about the obsession uh, Love is a Stranger was immediately banned by unsympathetic U.S. censors who dubbed Lennox a, quote, youth-corrupting transvestite. By the end of 1983, wow. it was only right that the duo had become international stars. All right, what do we think of Eurythmics? Sweet dreams are made of this. Great record. So it was because she had short hair and wore a suit that they thought she was corrupting youth and banned the video? Androgynous, yep. Man, I mean, what censors were these? Was this US. the Pipper uh, Gore? Was oh, it yeah. PMRC? Okay. Yeah, this is PMRC level. I mean, this is when people are looking at music and looking at MTV and being like, I don't know if we want all this music video stuff that's going on. To be fair, uh, I mean, I, I never played devil advocate on this, but I mean, there, <laughs> who are we having? Def Leppard and Poison and I don't know, all these other bands. Anyway, this album is amazing, and I yeah. had never listened to it front to back, and it blew me away. I could not believe how influential this album had to have been to a generation of people who are doing 
electronic music, trance music, uh, techno, everything. Yeah, uh, I, I had never heard this album uh, end to end either. I in middle school, I had like a Eurythmics greatest hits album, which is like their 91 album, I think. And every song, every song I liked. The production's amazing. Uh, Annie Lennox sounds incredible. The synth sounds perfect. Um, there's variety. Yeah, I, I love this record a whole bunch. What do you guys think of the Sam and Dave cover? Wrap it up. <laughs> I didn't expect that. Um, and I, and I liked it. I don't really like that track. I don't really like it. 45 seconds when she goes, ow, <laughs> it, it makes me, it just, it makes me cringe. Do you, do you prefer <laughs> really the, the fabulous Thunderbirds version? Yes, actually I do. <laughs> I don't mind it. Wait till you hear Do you know which owl I'm talking about? <laughs> Is there one specific owl? Oh yeah, yeah. It it's like white mom on on box wine. Oh, be nice, Ben. Oh, hey, I've got a white mom on box wine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind it. I, I just, like it. <laughs> I said nice cover. Isaac Hayes and David Porter. Yeah. You know the only reason the mix album I owned was uh their soundtrack for 1984 that was never used for the movie 1984. Oh, you have yeah okay yeah I had that on tape. Um, and I liked it a lot. Apparently, uh. Did you have that in high school? Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah. Oh, no, it's Devo and that were played prominently. We were so cool. uh, 84 Mercury Lynx. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool dudes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I had never listened to this thing uh, at all. The only song I was uh, familiar with was Sweet Dreams. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of good shit on here. You haven't heard uh, Love is a Stranger? I recognize that one. Yeah. Yeah, I recognize that that one as well. Yeah, from the vi- music video. It's great. I mean, Love is a Stranger is so good. Jennifer was like, blew me away. Yeah. Jennifer's a, Jennifer's a good one. Oh, my god. Yeah, gosh. that's a mood right there. Yeah. Ben, you have a cat butt on your mic. There's yeah, a, I know. He's trying to knock over my computer. And uh, The City Never Sleeps. Uh, great vibes in The City Never Sleeps. I found out that song was in the movie Nine and a Half Weeks. So I was wondering if there was like fucking to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, here it comes. Ow! Ow! It's great. Ow! <laughs> I don't think it's and bad. Later on the song there's a yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am going to I'm going to give her a pass, man. I'll give, All right. I'm going to give Annie Lennox a pass. She's I mean for life. She's awesome. She's really good. She sang that Lord of the Rings song. <laughs> I knew that was going to come up. I knew it. I was just waiting for that to come up. <laughs> I had to beat Rob to it. Oh, my God. Young Hobbits be free. It was called Into the West <laughs> for Peter Jackson's film, Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, where it appeared as the closing theme and earned Lennox the Academy Award for Best Song. Yeah. Oh, wow. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> really? That was the year that Return of the King won, like, all of the awards. They did. They, he did win all the awards for that. And then he went on to make King Kong and uh, hasn't really done anything worthwhile since, so... Sorry, Peter. <laughs> so waiting for that dead alive too. Um, but Eurythmics, let's talk about this. Let's talk about where this, I mean, this, this album was born out of necessity, right? Yeah. Uh, what was the name of the band that uh, these two came from? I think it was the Cherry Popping Daddies. Oh, come on. <laughs> that was the, the name of the band. God damn it, Rob. Uh, are you talking about the tourists? 
Wait, was that the tourist? Okay, yeah. He might not know about the first Eurythmics album. Did anybody look up the first one? I didn't. Hmm. Um, I, I was actually surprised that like the whole idea of them being like, oh, we're in such dire straits, we really need a hit, but they'd only put out a record like that. It, it like, as far as like necessity is concerned, that doesn't. Well, necessity. Like, second record, like in popping like this is pretty amazing. Yeah, necessity meaning that they had to use the gear. I, I'm talking more about the gear that they had to use. I mean, they had an eight track recorder and they had to, you know, beg someone for 500 or sorry, 5,000 pounds just to get a, a good synthesizer because the equipment they were working with was just not cutting it for a professional recording. So they <laughs> I looked for a list of the equipment. I didn't see anything specific on this. Did do you have any idea of like what they were sure. using? Yeah, uh Stewart had a Roland June uh Juno 6 synthesizer, Lennox had a Kurzweld uh keyboard. Um but they also had an MCS drum computer MK1. Uh, I mean bef- before they were it was kind of a it was kind of a rough tour. Oh, to go back to the to the first album though. They recorded in Cologne, Germany with guess who? Uh, was it Connie? It was Connie Plank. Yeah. Yeah. The album was called In the Garden, released October 1981. Uh, It sort of mixes like psychedelic, kraut rock, electro pop. And the contributors were Hulker Zuke. I don't know how to say uh, Young Lebitz of Can, the Can drummer. Jesus. uh, uh, Burke of Blondie. And um, DAF, uh, <laughs> so it had this like all-star, you know, yeah. kind of cast, and they're and recording sucks. with Connie Plank, and it just does nothing. I mean, it's this, is it good though, or does it? It's did... good. Okay. I went, okay. I went and listened to it, and I was like, "This sounds amazing." It's a, I understand why it did not commercially come out and blow up because it has that a very Connie Plank esque feeling, right? Where in the middle of uh in- english summer there's just sounds of like birds chirping and what you know a stream from hulker zuke just doing just throwing in these weird samples but it's a very very interesting album i highly recommend uh to go backwards and see what they were doing before they got to this electro pop stuff because hey, after, cool. yeah after that then they started moving into um the sort of like pop element that this album has become. So they use an eight track recorder. They just start do- recording everything in their, you know, little apartment and they started making all this electronic music. So it, it's kind of a, a crazy leap from that album to this album. And then just to be international stars is, is fantastic for th- that one mm-hmm. song for sweet dreams, just to blow up and then, they're you, you know internationally known a song without a chorus a song without a chorus let's start that band <laughs> no chorus it's a horrible band name we Sorry. just write 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 uh, no, pop the, songs without choruses no the name <laughs> of the band is a song without a chorus it's a bad name it's a joke word.
Song the UK Sweet Dreams was their fourth single. That's kind of crazy. Well, what were the other three? Uh, well, there was uh, Love is a Stranger, This is the House, which is bizarre. Yep. And The Walk. Um, and The Walk, yeah. Wait, so the fourth single from this album? Yes. In the UK, why, yeah, it was Sweet Dreams. Why not lead off with Sweet Dreams? That was the first uh, single in, in the US. Well, because it should have been, because it's the strongest single on the album. Oh, it's I agree. Time. It's just, it's it, that's why I thought it was interesting. Like, yeah, that's what, fourth? Fourth. Fourth well, and you, final single from the album. You, you release it first, get everyone's attention, and then release three follow ups that people will all be buying. You should have been their manager. Wrap man. it up didn't make it. Wrap it up is not a single. No, that's. Ow! What's wrong with the world? <laughs> I actually had a, I had a couple stars next to the walk. So I mean, uh, I, I, I get that as a single. I like the other songs. It's just they're not the propulsion that is "Sweet Dreams" are made of. This, I mean, they, they, had, they had to know. They named the album after it. Yeah. That's, right. Yeah. yeah. That's what blew me away too. The titular track. The titular track. And it's an awkward title, too. I mean, great yeah. song. Awkward title yeah. for an album. I think that they should have kept the parentheses out of it. They should have just called the album Sweet Dreams. Mm. Sure. I don't know about I don't that. Know. They, they are made of this. I don't know. It's implied. And if you've ever heard the song, your brain fills in the rest. I think it's a clunky. That whole sentence is a clunky album title, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I was kind of surprised that was the album title. <laughs> It makes it kind of hard to Google, you know. I don't know. I like it. I, I think it represents more. I, I, I think because if you just say Sweet Dreams, you're, what, imagining Sweet Dreams, sleepy right? time record. Yeah. Yeah. But if you say are made of this, it can imply, well, what what is this? Then you're asking a question, what is what is the this in the sentence? It is. What Who am I to disagree? Mm-hmm. So Sweet Dreams are made of bees? Sweet dreams are made of bees. Bee? Bees? My sweet dreams are made of cheese. I've got great dreams. Don't you have a slinket you should be filling with your fart? <laughs> that sounds like a Weird Al song that was never recorded. <laughs> yes. Sweet <laughs> dreams are made of cheese. Give Awkward Album a call. <laughs> have him fix this. Uh, that was uh, actually, Annie Lennox uh, said that's one of the, you know, variations on people mishearing uh, the lyrics for uh, <laughs> for the song. It's definitely uh, a marketing opportunity lost by craft uh, <laughs> yeah. shells and cheese. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> There's still... <laughs> well, is it, though? They probably have already approached <laughs> Annie Lennox, and she's like, get the fuck away. You know, well, uh, know. we Mar brought this up with that, that Marilyn Manson Marilyn cover. Manson he says sweet Marilyn dreams Manson, are made of these. Yeah, he says it approached distinctly. Annie Lennox, and she allowed him to do that song, so... Why not craft shells and cheese? I think it was de degree deodorant with that approached dinosaurs. the police with, for uh, use of "Don't stand don't so stand. close to me." <laughs> <laughs> That's quality. They turned him down. If I had been in that band, <laughs> yes, yes, make this song about stinky armpits, please. <laughs> My favorite still is "Lust for Life" for uh, Alaskan uh, cruises. Oh yeah, that was wild. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> Well, that, that was Probably the first cruise like line to have a heroin bar, so <laughs> yeah. it fits. I did Earth. did find it interesting too that that you know there's a lot of interviews of of Annie Lennox and like why do you why do you have your look or you know why is your hair short going back to the 
sort of sensor with this album. And she always said it was just to sort of cut out the like sexual sexuality out of um, her performance and just to like throw that out of the window. So people couldn't uh, obviously they she says it's always going to happen, but she wanted it to to be more than that. She wanted the music and her her singing and the presentation to sort of represent more than that, which I always thought was that's yeah. amazing. In her it voice, she, she looks like a boss. Yeah, yeah, Rob. That uh, MTV Music Video Awards that you shared with us. Yeah, um, I hope the other two have watched it by now. I haven't watched it yet. I've had a busy week, guys. She does an astonishing performance of "Would I Lie to You." Yeah, it just rocks yep. hard. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, and her presentation is fantastic. So yeah. good. Her voice, it's just got that like icy cool. It's icy cool and fiery like passion at the same yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. It's so great. She is an excellent vocalist. Yeah, very distinctive. Iconic. 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 Which is which is interesting. We're saying that now about ZZ Top, Eurythmics, you know, some of these bands, but obviously that has to do with what? MTV, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So now, video- yeah, I mean, this is, yeah, this is definitely like a monoculture, you know, with MTV. It's like whatever they play is popular, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they had the, they had the MTV video to back it up for Sweet Dreams. Mm-hmm. The groups that were able to, tap into the visual angle of their band are going to be doing good these years. Yeah. D-E-V-O, my friend. D-E-V-O. I must repeat. Yeah. We, 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 all, we all have to. The evolution is real. Just look around. Um, yeah. Uh, Jennifer. That's a, yeah. that's a, that's a hell of a, <clears throat> hell of a chill wave track. It was a real treat for sure. Mm-hmm. Very ahead of its time. They could have been recorded this year. Absolutely, I would have believed it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Johnny Jewel should be ashamed of himself, <laughs> as what Rob would say. I can't express how amazed I was at this record and the variety. It it transitions so many different. I don't know if I would say tropes, but so many specific things that are going to come out of this with electronic music. I mean, especially the soulful singer that she's presenting within these songs, right? That sort of operatic vocals that just is sampled over and over in any any sort of uh, electronic track now. Any sure. any trance or or like deep chill tracks or whatever whatever genre. I mean, that's just prominent now. That's just in so many of those different genres. And that really just comes back to this one, like this, the Annie Lennox, which is, I don't know. It just blew my mind this, this week because I was conceptually, I was thinking about, okay, you know, where, where does music come from? That's, that's kind of my MO is I'm always like figuring out, okay, where's the process? Like who created this and, and where did it go? And more than those other bands, like I always figured, oh, it'd be Kraftwerk, it'd be, you know, Devo, it'd be all the Connie Plank stuff. And that would transition into this, into these different things, into the, this electronic music. But it's really Eurythmics. And, and Tur- this. Turns out it's only OMD and the Eurythmics. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because this has repetitive grooves. It has the singing over top, which a lot of people just use samples now. 
um, over top and it has, I don't know, almost spacey elements for some songs. Some songs are very straightforward, like Sweet Dreams. It, it just has a variety of these different styles. I'm just yeah, amazed that two people could do this with an eight track recorder. It's very sparse, but at the same time, it incorporates a lot of very cool ideas. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, did you guys read Christ Gaz review? <laughs> no, wait no. on please. My, might I enlighten you? In theory, synth duos have always been okie dokie by me, especially when the resulting uh, pop is as starkly hooky as what Dave Stewart uh, does with he, with this. And you might say Annie Lennox has a uh, Bonovox, but like some comparable gifts, both these people are fools and pretentious fools at that. Hey. <laughs> um, it's just me, man. Blah, blah, blah. C plus. What is it? B? <laughs> he gave it a B. Yeah. <laughs> I always love when he's like, hate, hate these people. B plus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, uh, Eliminator got a B plus, yeah. um, and, and he fucking loved that record. <laughs> mm. hmm. Two ears and a heart. No, absolutely. It's all it takes. Yeah, I, I, I too was really surprised by the um, the amount of ideas that are presented in this uh, musically, and I mean, you, you can you can argue wrap it up if you want as being kind of a not the best thing, but you can't really, you can't fuck with any of these songs. Not, not, not really. Not know. really. No, this is a ahead of their time. Lesson. Absolutely. Exactly of their time. And then people went back and started fucking like dipping into that well again. And now we have chill with that. Now we have the drive soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I really got to find a better reference. I think that one's like eight years old now. <laughs> It's a, is, vape, is Vaporwave still a thing? Is that what the kids are listening to? Uh, it's still a thing. <laughs> I listen to it a lot, actually. You are not a kid. Do you guys remember that? <laughs> <laughs> that song that annie lennox did maybe like 10 years ago it was called like 17 again Mm-mm. did you guys ever hear that Mm-mm. no i remember that I song. So. it's pretty bad ago. it's pretty bad um she's like i feel like i'm 17 again and um she repeats the chorus to sweet dreams in it Interesting. out of nowhere oh. it's not very good hmm. and that was like her kind of a comeback album single yeah. well they can't all be walking on broken glass yeah <sighs> i mean Get get paid, Annie. Missionary man. Get paid. So you say a Juno six or a Juno sixty? Six. The the chorus on those things are it's a stellar stellar sound. Those fucking synthesizers go for so much money now. It's ridiculous. That the the Juno six, the Juno sixty, and the Juno one hundred six are all just like hyper inflated prices. Uh, I think specifically because uh, kids want to make that vapor wave. Yeah, I hear that. 
I'll tell you a little story uh, that I should have told you before about the Taurus and Annie, the first band. So it starts off saying, Annie and I went to Australia with the Taurus, but the band broke up and we ended in a hotel in Wagga Wagga. That's a real place. I uh, had a little black and yellow wasp synthesizers and was making didgeridoo sounds when Annie started singing along and we thought maybe we could make a weird experimental electronic music. On the flight home, we split up as a couple but kept on with the music, carting the gear in from secondhand, from a secondhand horse box. At one gig, we played to four people, drove home through the night in the snow, and had to stop the car. It was 6 a.m. and Annie was crying. I realized we needed some proper equipment, so we went to see the bank manager Saturday in his office. We were this odd couple. I was taking speed. Annie wasn't. Amazingly, he lent us 5,000 pounds. I couldn't get any of the new equipment to work. By this point, Annie was totally depressed. She was curled up on the floor in the fetal position when I managed to produce this beat and riff when suddenly she went, what the hell is that, leapt up and started playing the other synthesizer. Between the two dueling synths, we had begun Sweet Dreams Are Made of This. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It really is. So you're saying for me to get five grand, all I have to do is do speed and go in with like an ex-girlfriend? Dude. <laughs> it's beautiful. I, when I w- was doing background and I was reading up on um, David Stewart, uh, I mean, he did like acid for an entire year. Guy was like, dr- like out of his mind <laughs> for for a lot of the like, <laughs> post hippie movement or whatever because he was just out of his head hey this is the result yeah exactly it's like they were trying to go for a post-punk thing sort of a you know what i don't know if i'd say what everybody else was doing but this definitely was a break for them i should have done more drugs there's still still time still time (laughs) guys there is time I also want to say Sweet Dreams knocked off the police's every breath you take where it had wow. rained for seven long weeks. Uh, Eurythmics had a lone week, a lone week at the apex before being toppled by a maniac from the film Flashdance. <laughs> kind of, kind of makes sense, fair, though. To be fair, that song rules. It does. It does. Um, so that means we're going to have synchronicity coming up pretty soon. That was going to say the same thing. Yeah, Correct. that does mean that. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Cool. It's a great. Record. It is a great record. And purple. This is a great record. Yeah, man. We're, we're and uh, yeah, the, this is bucking the trend of uh, a horrible synth pop uh, being thrown into our ear holes by a British skewing um, novel. This time it's good synth pop. Yeah, this yeah. record's got the goods. Yeah, this is this is a this is the real deal. Is I think the difference is Annie Lennox. I feel like I could w- just listen to her yeah. sing anything. I don't know. Yeah. Listen to that seventeen again okay. song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you could see Annie Lennox uh, do karaoke, uh, what song would you pick? One, two, three, go. Missionary Man. Pick. Are we picking a song for Annie Lennox to sing karaoke? Oh. Yes. It, oh, is it is it not an Annie Lennox song or one a of non, a, a non arrhythmic oh. Annie Lennox song? I want her but, to sing Frodo of the Nine Fingers and the Ring of Doom. You, you know, I would actually. <laughs> that, that's a good one. I think she'd do a great job. She would. She would do a great job of that. 
I was going to go Smash Mouth All-Star, but, you know, whatever. I would pick uh, Walking on Broken Glass because, hey, free concert. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I thought we, I thought it wasn't a song by her, though. But I'm sure that oh, yeah, get out of here, the ben. karaoke DJ has that song. <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're saying specifically to have Annie Lennox thrown into singing any other song that is not one of her own. All right. As a as a lady who can emote the way she does with her voice. I got one that Rob's going to like. How about Masters of the Universe? What's that? By Queen. Princes uh, of the Universe? Sorry, Princes of the Ooh. Universe. <laughs> yeah, He-Man on the Brain Bird? Yes. <laughs> 100% yes. That'd be a fucking yeah, banger. That'd be I would incredible. also go, like, honestly, the entirety of Queen's catalog. Any, yeah, I was going to say any Queen. soundtrack. Yeah, from the Highlander soundtrack is what I'm okay. saying. So, who wants to live forever? Any Lennox? Oh, 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 show must go on. Fucking kill it. Some kind of magic. Ah, oh shit. Yeah, just can, can we so contact Annie, Annie Lennox, Lennox and ask her to do, do a... the Highlander soundtrack <laughs> for us, please? Ooh, ooh, I got one. Uh, Adele's "Hello." I want to hear Annie Lennox ooh. sing "Hello." Oh, that'd be a good one. That'd be good. All right, she yeah. can do it. Sweet. Dreams. Yeah, fuck yes, yeah, you could. All right. Uh, everybody on the positive on this one? I am, in fact. Yeah, okay. this, this, this album's fucking yeah. great. We're just getting to the we're getting to the sweet spot, I feel like, in this book. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, 1984. <laughs> yeah. Next time we'll be talking about U2. War. War! All right, thanks, y'all. Jennifer in your dress of deeper